Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louise. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louise. <laughs> hey, 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 Mr. Postman. Hey, hey, Ooh, hey, I like Mr. it. Postman. Hey, Mary, <laughs> look at me. You got a letter in your back for me. Yeah. <laughs> Going to put it in a stool. Yes. Because <laughs> that's how <laughs> Mel gets delivered. How are you, Mary Bolling? It's uh, great to Kate see you McMahon. in the wagon. It is uh, nice to hear your dulcet tones. Um, yeah, nice, nice grooving. I am devastated that they called this um, episode Postman rather than Posty because do you know any Australian yeah. that actually says Postman compared to the Posty? This is your letterbox. And this is your letterbox. Here's some letter writing things. And I'm the Posty. Oh, great. Well... Posty is obviously short for postman, so yeah. it must have uh, been postman at some point, but no, posty all the way. Yeah, posty 100%. Have, have they said posty before? I know Bingo has, like, chased the real posty and barked at him before. Yeah, but... and they've been in, an Ast- in, I'm guessing it's an Australia Post equivalent in oh, the heel of it. I think even um, Anthony Wiggle, who plays the guy at the shop, gets credited as the posty. Oh, so yeah, so so why would obviously they've heard the word, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, perhaps too confusing in the title name for the international crowd. Possibly, I feel like postman is quite a gender specific word as well. <laughs> like where posty is maybe a bit more neutral. So true, but yeah, I think yeah, true. Post, post lady just doesn't have the same ring, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Isn't it funny? Like firefighter now rolls off my tongue, but mm. I do notice like there's so many things where it's still, I don't know, I can't think of any like off the top of my head. Like chairman, chairperson. Well, just I, chair. Like, yeah, chair. I find chair is perfect. Just you are a chair now. Like it's very <laughs> inanimate object. Oh, but see, I don't like it because it's an inanimate object. I'm just like, no, it's a chairperson. <laughs> so. No, they really are a person. <laughs> not a, Did you not see not that viral video of the lawyer uh, who accidentally had the cat um, filter on his like yes. very serious <laughs> zoom into court? He's like, I really am a person. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat. <laughs> I just need every chair man and or woman insisting they're not actually just a chair. <laughs> oh. oh, and every lawyer insisting they're not a cat. Brilliant. Um well, welcome to Postman Mary, and I think we like this episode on so many reasons, but it's got great music, it's a bit of an adventure, and we see more of the, the, the Heal House. Oh. Now, I think the rule one of Heal or Universe needs to be we don't try and work out how the house works because <laughs> did you know that the kitchen was upstairs? I had no idea until this episode. Uh, I think I had suspected that previously. Um I can't remember which episode I know that from. Um, No, I was more surprised that there is a deck out the back that connects the toy room to the living room. Have we ever seen that in use? Perhaps I don't think we have. Uh, Did we see it in Daddy Put Down? Maybe. That's definitely... But, yeah, you, you see Bluey drive off, but then next thing she's in the kitchen, I think. So, yeah, yeah. how did she drive that? Oh, who knows? But, yeah, okay, perhaps 
let's park that like a little kid's toy car. Um, because yeah, we're we're never gonna work it out, are we? No, it, it makes me I, so sad to admit. I know. I have no idea how this house works. And um, Moose Toys in Australia brought out like the little doll house, and that yes. has given me zero clues because the kitchen is clearly downstairs in that house. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not helpful at all. And there were a lot of outraged people about that, that, yeah, architects weren't brought in to completely recreate this impossible house. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the um, our podcast, uh, Michael Toon of Bluey Locations on Instagram, I think he and his father were ch- doing some project to, to map out how it all worked. Oh, that is what he said. To, like, mm. I think he said that to us on the podcast, actually. But that was 18 months ago and, you know, not much has been happening for the last 18 months. So well, he's, he's had a baby and there's been COVID. So we'll forgive him for this. Yeah. But, you know, we're expecting it soon, Also, Michael. he's a Get surgeon. Get together. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or anaesthetist. Is he a surgeon or anaesthetist? I think he's an anaesthetist. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would have been busy the last 12 months as well. So, okay, <laughs> fine, fine. But, yeah, still, we're, we're keeping tabs. I see what you're saying. I just don't agree. How can you not agree? Are you two squabbling? One second, Bluey. If you attach the bin to the door, it means I have to deal with the bin bags. Why have I gotten bins written down? Because you've got that, that written down because um, this episode starts with Bluey going in to put her plate in the sink and Shelly oh, yes. and Bandit are arguing over whether or not the bin liner needs to be in the bin or not. I think. Okay, yes. Is this an argument in your house? No. <laughs> Is <laughs> really, it you guys don't argue? Your house? Well, no, not not so much this very specific bin problem, but just bins in general. No, 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 no. no bins just happen. Yeah. No, that being said, I was reminded of a conversation um, that my mother-in-law had with you, I think, earlier this year, Mary, which was, oh, you're going away with Kate and Tim again. Oh, you're used to their fake arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah, or fake squabbling even, um, as this episode would term it, Um, which, yeah, look, you know, fake arguments, real arguments. The main thing is it feels good to have a squabble sometimes. (laughs) So get with the program. uh, Tim and I were like, we just communicate with each other. Like surely, like, it's not squabbling if you're communicating. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't have a problem with it, but obviously other people do. And this whole episode has made me feel really seen that maybe this is actually a problem, us just talking (laughs) things out. Uh, I'm so glad you're being seen, Um, (laughs) not just by this episode, but have you been taking in the amazing work of uh, Jimmy Giggle, who now um, goes by his actual name, Jimmy Rees. Yes. Um, so this is an Australian entertainer who for a long time was the the sidekick of a puppet owl um on a show called giggle and hoot but yeah it's like during it was like the long running day show so like in between the cartoons that have little like segments of like 10 to two minutes 10 seconds to two minutes they all seem to go on forever to me but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes they were relatively cute for a small audience um but anyway uh jimmy giggle was the ultimate kind of you know puppet offsider in that show now he is the ultimate uh viral content creator at home in lockdown he just started making amazing videos where he plays all the characters in say a dispute between all the Australian states about whose borders should be open or closed um but as borders are starting to open and he's got less ready content there he's doing more 
um, husband versus wife kind of debates and he'll put on like a headscarf to be the the wife and then the husband and is kind of a bit gruffer. Um, and, yeah, lots of talk about the bins and did you empty the bin? Did you put that thing in the bin? Why is it sitting on the bench just above the bin? Um, and, yeah, I definitely get the vibe from that that, bins are a constant source of marital dispute um (laughs) so yeah if you guys have the bins sorted perhaps actually your hashtag couple goals (laughs) yeah but you don't have to touch the bin but i like taking the whole bin out bin bags are a pain you're a pain oh great stop squabbling i don't like it yeah, touching bin bags versus touching the bin, I don't know. I think this is a bit of con- a confected argument well, between. Look, there is one really disgusting thing about bins and that is bin juice. No one yeah. wants to touch bin juice ever. Like, you know, like if you get a little bit of a drip on your foot or something, yeah, it's just which, tainted forever. You need a shower. So that's a good argument for bandit side, I think, mm. that you take the bin out in the bin yes. rather than dragging the the potentially dripping bag mm, through the house. No. Oh, my stomach is turning to say this. I feel like we need to move on. But, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, couple's argument. The scene is very well set and there might be bin juice. I think we've got this covered. <laughs> so we're essentially saying bandits, right? Um, so, <laughs> sorry, Chili. Sorry, Chili. Oh, I'm no. going, oh dear. Um, anyway, so uh, and Bluey comes in. He's She's panicked because she doesn't want them to be squabbling. I mean, yeah, I, I remember very clearly actually, Mary, there seemed to be a phase where me and my friends all twigged to the concept of divorce. And, right. Yeah, and um, I think it was around the time that Mrs. Doubtfire came out with Robin Williams. Okay, yep. Yep, and I, I know a couple of us were, like, terrified of the idea that our parents might get divorced or something. Like, every argument was like, oh, my God, is this it? Um <laughs> Because they seem like they come up over nothing. It is the stuff of high drama. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My parents are still very happily together. But, um, (laughs) but, yeah, uh, I wonder if this is like something that Bluey's just twigged to, maybe worrying that squabbling is going to get out of control. Yeah, the the big concern for her that she can vocalise at least is that they'll be enemies forever. Yes. <laughs> so perhaps she just doesn't want to live with two warring parties either. So the concern is real, um, which is so funny because you only think of squabbling kind of, I hadn't even heard that word for so long, um, much like Dover in last week's episode. Um, and, yeah, you kind of, it is something you only think about kids doing. So it's kind of funny and smart that that Bluey then uses that term for the adults without it even kind of having been introduced at a kid level yet. Mm. We're not squabbling, kiddo. We're just talking. Sorry, Bluey. It's okay. Look, let's talk about this later. Can't wait. So, yeah, it sets it up really well. Well, we tell kids not to do it. Do we do it? Mm. And actually, should we be telling kids not to do it? So, where do we go? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I quite liked the use of the word squabble just because, like, I think argument's quite a loaded term, particularly for adults. So, you know, squabble mm. kind of seems a bit nicer, if you like. <laughs> it's it a, a bit, cute way to argue. Yeah. Like, it's just a squabble. It's not like it's like an argument's quite serious, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I liked the differentiation because, um, yeah, I'm a self-confessed squabbler. Um, yeah. 
So Bluey decides that she's going to fix this by being the postman. She sets up two stools as the post boxes, one near Mum who has retreated to the couch on the deck and one to Dad who is fixing the deck, nailing Mm -hmm. in some some planks of wood. And um, Dad's the first one to go, it was just a discussion. (laughs) And Bluey's like, it was a squabble. So... (laughs) Being corrected by your kids is never, like, it's never enjoyable, is it? Not good, but she is uh, just the authoritarian kind of way she's approaching this. Like, I love her little, you know, she puts down the um, the paper and the pencils and, like, she's clearly got a very well-thought-out plan, but also no one is allowed to argue with the plan. <laughs> and, um, yeah, when Bandit tries to protest, I love her, yes, yes, put that in the letter. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, no correspondence will be entered into. Um, except and, except yeah. when she actually enters the correspondence by opening <laughs> up and, like, looking at exactly well, what is correspondence, obviously. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cute. But then, yes, so the plan is going well until um, Bluey finds the potential squabble of her own that she's told Bingo they're going to play The Floor is Lava, which is really what I've been waiting for all episode. <laughs> Bluey, do you want to play Ground Lava? Ooh, well, you can't touch the ground. Yeah. Okay. I'll just put my plate back in the kitchen. <laughs> so Ground's Lava, um, I wasn't familiar with until you raised the new Netflix show, Mary. Oh, I right, I never yes. played it as a kid. I mean, I probably played really? things like there's crocodiles in the water where you had to jump up okay, on the couch yep. and that sort of stuff, but, like, not lava. I don't know, oh, okay. volcanoes didn't feature very highly in the, <laughs> in the Kate house. Mm, interesting. Not quicksand either? Mm, yeah, I always thought quicksand was going to be more of a thing in my life, but no. <laughs> uh, Such so a cartoon much. go-to. But, yeah, we we swapped between quicksand and lava, less crocodiles at our place possibly. Mm-hmm. Um because crocodiles, you can take the risk, you know. You would jump on the floor and then jump onto something else and possibly not get eaten by a crocodile, uh, whereas lava is just like just a constant threat. Like, you are going to die. <laughs> there's not, you can't go there. So I still haven't seen the Netflix show. So, <clears throat> oh, well, you, truly you said terrible. it was terrible, so I just avoided. So Yeah, like it, it's, it's worth kind of just hilarious watching an episode. It's pretty funny. It's kind of a... It's like, did you ever watch Amazing as a kid? Yes, and I loved Amazing. Okay. James Sherry. Love- um, so for people who aren't familiar with this, it was basically like school kids. Um, they put two teams against each other. They were always Queensland schools, which really annoyed me because I wanted to be one of the Amazing kids. <laughs> um, and then like they'd get, they'd have to answer questions and then they'd have to run through mazes and get stars to get yes, points. Yes, or keys. Keys. Maybe both, yeah. yeah. But, yes, the... The uh, the location of the keys was always very obvious mm. on camera. Yes. <laughs> and I spent a long time yelling at the kids like it was obvious where it was and it, I only in adulthood realised the camera could see it but obviously the kid had a different perspective. <laughs> I'm like, where are they finding these stupid kids? But, yeah, <laughs> I know now. Sorry, kids, that I didn't give you the benefit of the doubt. Um <laughs> Like, I feel yeah. like there was slime. I can't remember oh, exactly. so much slime. Yeah. Or, yeah, kind of like a green shaving cream consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Pleasant. Uh, anyway, yeah, the floor is lava. Go there at your own entertainment level, <laughs> I think. <laughs> 
Um, there is yeah, a song. I- Have you heard the song, <clears throat> The Floor is Lava? No. Oh, my God, it's the worst. I'm going to play you a little bit on my phone just so that you get the vibe. But you know how Olivia, my eldest daughter, um, who's eight, um, she is a YouTube DJ when she's at home on her own, and um, she loves um, this song, The Floor is Lava, um, and it is it is the catchiest, like it's up there with Lollipop for me. Right, okay. to be that's... That's a high level song. Yeah, so it's the Kaboomers. It's got like this. Oh, great. Um, so I have heard this tune, oh, and actually, wah, I have heard of this band. Wah. But, okay, so that's the tune of Pop Goes the Weasel, right? Yeah, but then they're yeah. like, the floor is lava. Um, there is, so pre- maybe if you hate that song, then don't Google it. But um, <laughs> those Kill Boomers have a song that's on high rotation at daycare for the boys that's um, stop when I say freeze. And it's like it's musical statues basically, but exactly the same tune. And now I'm wondering how many songs they have with exactly <laughs> the same tune. Well, I'll tell you what, this one has 28 million views on YouTube, so they must be cleaning up with the advertising oh just gosh. on the basis of Pop Goes the Weasel. So. Yeah, great. Oh, man, that weasel deserves <laughs> deserves a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the floor is lava is amazing in this episode. Mm. Like, yeah, if you've never played it as a kid, Kate, do, watching Bluey and Bingo, I do you want to play it. it now? Yeah, yeah totally. Yes. Yeah, that looked like it's so much fun. And um, Bluey, I have to say, caves very quickly when Bingo looks even slightly disappointed mm. that she might be not playing this game. There's all sorts of um, props. I was quite Quite impressed with the amount of low floor furniture in the hill house, <laughs> ideal for climbing on. Like, well, who has a trolley just randomly yes, in their lounge room ready to very push across? Convenient. I think that this show might have just started with the whole um, Ludo team just sitting down and going, okay, so what household items have wheels that we can introduce <laughs> to the house for this game? Um and, yeah, they've nailed it because, yeah, vacuums used to have wheels. I refuse to believe that the hip healers aren't onto cordless vacuums by now. Oh, my God, why now. don't they have a Dyson already? Like, yeah. you know, just get a stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, as, but apart from all the convenient furniture, I think the highlight of this game is Bluey's line. Ooh, good thing we left all our stuff on the floor. That, yeah, good thing we left all, all our stuff on the floor was the line for me. I think we're yeah. in agreement here. Yeah. Like, it's a classic. So, so good. Um, one quibble with the convenient uh, pathway um, that the girls take. I have never seen that little bookshelf in under the stairs before. Mm. Did you have doubts about that or yeah. have you clocked that one before? I feel like there's always things that I see that I'm just like, really? Has that always been there? Has it always? Yeah. Anyway. Like I'm not even sure that there was skirting board in this house before <laughs> and now the, Especially it's big enough for the girls thick. to balance on. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's Maybe just it's an ankle injury waiting to happen. Um, but, but so much fun. Posty Petunia, are we convinced that this is Postman Pat ripoff? Uh, I would like to think so. Mm. Um, 
the all we know about Posty Petunia is that she doesn't ride a motorbike. <laughs> and we know that Postman Pat also doesn't ride a motorbike. He has a van, van. and a cat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I reckon that on the basis of that alone, they're probably very similar. Yeah, you can. Posty Petunia doesn't have a motorbike. But she's not real. Yes, she is. She's on TV. No, she... Wait, is this a squabble? I'm sure there's a podcast about Posty Petunia out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and a Twitter account, no doubt. wonder if there's a Postman Pat one, actually. Oh, probably. Like, did you see that... It's not um, on TV anymore, is it? Um, I don't know. Um, there was a Sir Topham Hat Twitter account that did very oh, well yeah. for some time. Before Brexit, someone did like a how each Thomas the Tank Engine engine would vote in Brexit. Oh, yeah. With like, you know, like diesel was definitely, uh, oh, what was it? Leave, like a hard. Hard leaving and like yeah, what Farage yeah. was the best thing ever and all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, like yeah. went through Edward was a Remainer and like was quite positive. I reckon he'd be the only one. Like Edward is the only upstanding citizen amongst that whole rail yard, I reckon. So... <laughs> Anyway, that's a debate for another day. But one of the was Sir Topham Hat, according to this thing. And um, mm, yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, and then someone like was sort of basically saying how he changed from being quite staunch, we should leave, to wanting to remain. Ah, and okay, yeah. so a morality tale for us all. Yeah, but then <laughs> someone created a Twitter account showing this evolution. <laughs> so you know, you've got to love Twitter, really. Of course they did. I don't know where this is going, but um, much like much like Flora's lover. Um, so <laughs> it seems well, Bingo and Blue would go back and forth about are they squabbling, you know, I'll do what you want, no, you can do what I want, uh-uh, we're squabbling. <laughs> like, uh, I love it that Bingo takes the upper hand in this. Mm. Um, we were saying last week, you know, she doesn't have her little floaties on anymore. But, yeah, I reckon this is another sure sign that Bingo's growing up, that she can play the emotion and the, um, yeah, the strategy of this, like, you don't want to squabble with me so I get my way. And <laughs> it's just, yeah, little little sister genius. I think you should agree with me on everything. I don't agree on that. Well, I do. Well, I don't. Uh-uh. We're squabbling. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll agree with you on everything. Splendid. And then we're upstairs and they the girls decide to go their own paths down to, mm. the, to the kitchen. Did you see that little long dog surprise, Mary, when we were? Ooh. Was it under a couch? I'm no, trying to think No, it was now. up on the shelf. Um, it's oh, brown, okay. so it's quite hard to see, but... You just see it when Bluey gets her balance bike and goes flying across the lounge room. <laughs> it's on the <laughs> shelf behind her. So, yeah, it's quite triumphant, actually, that little moment. I thought it was great. Look, I love the boat. <gasps> but how are we going to get to it? I know. Luckily, <laughs> made it. Should we move to, like, they finally make it to the where mum's meant to be? Yes, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's the top of the mountain and the disappointment, right? Because mm. <laughs> they have played every trick in the book to get up there. They've done so well. And then, yeah, mum's not there anymore. And luckily they can look out over the balcony and see her 
down in the garden instead. I must say, Chili is having a ripper day. The kids have obviously just entertained themselves for half an hour mm. getting, you know, through all this lava. And meanwhile, she's got the headphones on and is just like lying on a deck chair. Yeah. And this she had a my- hot cup of tea. Like, I mean, yeah. what is this magical place and how can I get there? <laughs> Well, perhaps, perhaps introducing the floor is lava to our homes, nah, <laughs> as if like it had just mean the place was trashed and the kids would be like screaming like that they need cushions to us, I reckon. <laughs> uh, um, oh, well. So, um, but the, because the girls are up and Chili's down, the big dilemma is how are they going to deliver this letter? The mail must get through um, and then they decide to turn it into a paper aeroplane um, which because goes, they're standing on an aeroplane book very as well, convenient. which I thought that was very much like the Bible taking the bullet and the big reveal kind of thing that, <laughs> look, it's been the, we've had the answer all along. We're standing on a paper aeroplane book. I thought that was pretty <laughs> cute. <laughs> um, hooray for books is the moral of that story. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I thought it's pretty um pretty acrobatic of the girls to be able to open the book that they're also standing on. That's oh, yeah. their last line of defence against this lava. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just such a well-done scene. Open the book. Okay. What's the first step? Fold it down the middle. Okay. Move your foot. And then fold the top bits. Okay, folding the top bits. No, not the other way. I'm doing it the other way. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> no, we're still squabbling. So let's backtrack a second, Mary, because before we get into the folding, the girls seem to have this final almost exorcism of squabbles where they... (laughs) Yes. ..where they... um, They're arguing over, you know, uh, why didn't you tell me that this is what you wanted to do because I didn't want to upset you... um, and isn't that the reason so often that we put these like uh, other arguments to the side? It's like, oh, I don't want to upset them, and um, yeah, and then suddenly it's just escalated beyond all, yeah, all possible solutions. Um, yes, why does that happen all the time? It actually made the conversation they're having made me think of um, a few weeks ago when we were talking about implausible plot points in literature and like mm-hmm. why um why the people in Bridgerton couldn't just sort it all out <laughs> <laughs> just tell each other what was going on um and yeah it's Bluey and Bingo work it out pretty fast in this episode that actually if they'd just been honest with each other in the first place or Bluey had been honest with Bingo Bingo would have would have understood and would have helped so um, but that would have mean they didn't get to play Flora's Lava. So I'm pretty happy with how it's all landed, actually. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident that, you know, this activity has probably given Chili exactly what she needed, which was some time out, which is probably far more effective than a little love note. But, um, yeah, the, the girls don't know that yet. And I think that line, you know, oh, that squabble felt good. It's like sometimes actually it's good to to get out whatever's, being held on your chest and just, you know, be able to say how you feel. Yes. Maybe this is why I enjoy fake arguments in inverted commas so much. (laughs) It's not fake argument. It's just talking about stuff. You need to be able to talk. Otherwise you can't. Sorting it out. Get it sorted. Exactly. But I had a reason. But you didn't tell me the reason. Because I didn't want to upset you. Oh, no. Bingo, we're squabbling. (gasps) I'm sorry, Bluey. I'm sorry too, Bingo. But 
you know, a little a little love note doesn't go uh, astray every so often as well. Well, this one seems to because when <gasps> no! they throw it down, uh, it nearly lands on Wendy. And, <laughs> and, and who, what is what, Wendy doing? <laughs> what is that ring thing between her thighs? Like, you know, it's like this sort of, I'm going to say, like an 80s jazzercise ring. I think, it, I think oh. they're actually a Pilates thing. Um, yes, um, that was what I suspected as well. Possibly some pelvic floor kind of <laughs> strengthening going on, which um, judo must be like six like Bluey because uh, they were in mother's group together. Mm. Um, so can you still restore your pelvic floor by the time your child is six uh, asking for a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Should I get one of those? I don't know. Never too late, ma'am. Never too late. (laughs) Great. Okay. Um, That is the medical opinion of this episode. I love it. Go see Uh, your physio. But, yeah, look, thank goodness um, the love note didn't end up with Wendy or we could – do you think there's already uh, bluey – what do you call that? Fake writing. I'm, I've got chiclet in my head, but it's oh, not chiclet. Um, fanfic or? Fanfic, be, like being written about Wendy getting a love note from Bandit accidentally and what happens <laughs> from there. <laughs> no, but I expect it in our inbox ASAP. <laughs> uh, can't wait. Um, yeah, so, no, thank goodness um, that Wendy's squeezing, thrusting, whatever it is, it causes an upward draft because <laughs> the plane just takes an absolute oh. U-turn and straight back to where it's meant to I go. I thought that was um, Brother Wind, you know. Oh, did, maybe did, Brother did, Wind. The girls gave the credit to Brother Wind, who we, we heard about in um, the episode Calypso. Calypso yes. was singing about Brother Wind has gone and Father Rain or something like that. I get so, those lyrics confused all the time as well, but um, no, no, Brother no, Wind no, is blowing, blowing in, in to welcome home the gnome. To welcome yeah. home the gnome. Isn't that nice? The brother yeah, brother Wind yeah. is with the girls all the time. And go back, go back. Thanks, Brother Wind. Manages to deliver this aeroplane safely into Chili's lap where she opens it and sees, I heart you, Dad. <laughs> so... <laughs> Great poet bandit. <laughs> it's like beautiful poetry in motion. Uh, so is Brother Wind your MVP for this episode? <laughs> oh, actually, no. We have to do music. Yes, we do have to talk music. So um, it's Because an- we know Brother Bark is in the house. <laughs> Brother Bark is in the house and um, I love a bit of Brother Bark. We've seen quite a bit of Bark in Bluey so far. So um, we heard uh, one of the Brandenburg concertos in Stumpfest. Uh, mm-hmm. We heard um, Sheep May Safely Graze in Mums and Dads. We haven't talked yeah. about this one yet, but the Well-Tempered Clavier plays a huge role musically in Baby Race, which is oh, going right. to be coming okay. up soon. Um, so this one is Bach's prelude in um, F-sharp. Um, now, if you're not familiar with, I'm just going to name it, G-O-A-T, greatest of all time composer for the Baroque era. Um <laughs> He was uh, a German composer. He um, absolute master of counterpoint, which basically um, counterpoint is when you've got one melody doing its thing and then you've got other melodies running underneath. So um, you'll hear it a lot in um, Baroque music. It's very ornate and it's got lots of um, really interesting things. So you might have the bass line doing this um, sort of funky thing down the bottom with um, a melody that's, 
you know, on paper looks completely different, but the two of them marry up and create these really beautiful tonal layers that go in and out, almost a bit like a a musical tapestry, if you like. Amazing. Yeah. Um, So he was born into a musical family. His father was the director of all the town musicians and um, he was the eighth and youngest child. And um, Johann Sebastian, um, he was orphaned by the age of 10. Both parents died and he moved in with one of his brothers who um, was actually um, an employed musician at a local church. And he was the one that introduced Johann to uh, all the masters of the Baroque era to date, including uh, my most hated Pachelbel. And you know what? I actually have been listening to the Bluey album quite a lot and I'm hating the Magic Law music less. I think just okay. because disco has done great things there, but um, <laughs> like it's just. Uh, it's it's amazing what a, um, what a flashy light floor can bring back to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring back to life. It really does, especially in COVID times where you just can't go out. Um, yeah. And as part of that sort of education with his brother, he was because um, his brother was based at a church, he learned um, theology, he learned Greek and French and Latin and Italian. And oh, wow. having those understandings um, of those languages really opened up musical worlds for him as well. So you'll see later in a lot of Bach's um, composition, he's used a lot of um, folk songs as his inspiration to create these masterpieces, mainly for church. Um, I mean, he does quite a lot of secular, non-secular stuff, but yeah, a lot of it is organ concertos and things that would have been played in these beautiful um, churches as part of big masses. So um, yeah, this is uh, one of them. It's beautiful. Um, A couple of other things I guess it's uh, worth mentioning is that the bark really only comes in, I guess, in the later third of this episode. Oh, Up yep, till then, yep. we've got this sort of original composition by Dave Barber and Joff Bush, um, which is quite lilting. And, you know, you get that sense. I- I'm almost envisioning like a postie on his round, like, you know, sort of cruising down the street. Do, 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 sure. do, do. Um, and then there's this wonderful um, sort of musical note uh when bluey is doing that um balance bike sort of yeah across the room <laughs> where that's exactly what it is yeah where there's this high triumphant trill and a trill is um when you're moving between two music notes really quickly like, um okay and it's basically to if you imagine like the musical equivalent of jazz hands okay <laughs> so, right. yeah. so very it, jazz hands it moment. just really inf- um underscores and um you know puts an exclamation mark on that activity because she's like ah so like yeah so excited get your hands going (laughs) um yeah I just thought that was very cute punctuation and then yeah the beautiful bark to finish I felt I felt like everything was right in the world at the end of this episode I'm sure you did too Mary yet again the sheep may safely graze and (laughs) and listen to music on the deck chair so good
Prelude and F, F sharp. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah. And thank Love you it. very much to uh, Joff who sent me that on Twitter because I did not want to spend five days in a Bach back catalogue. He has a lot of material. <laughs> like Handel was one thing, but I was just like, can you just tell me what this one is, please? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I am so glad you didn't have to spend five days in a Bach back catalogue. We I'm, might never have seen you again. Not the worst place to be, but at the same time, I'm a very busy woman. Uh, Girl's got to live. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. Uh, so apart from uh, Brother Bark, Kate, um, have you got an MVP for this episode? Mm, I'm going to go with Chili. I think she's goals. So, you know, like <laughs> yeah. she's okay. She's able to walk away from an argument without a resolution, but, you know, knowing it's all fine. Um, and then she has a hot cup of tea and a lie down. I think that's pretty much where I aspire to be in my life. Yes, um, Chili is nailing it, but the existence of the Lava Game for me makes Bingo the instigator <laughs> and the genius negotiator uh, my favourite um, for this one. And I think my favourite line is after her very kind of side eyes to Bluey like um, – about we're squabbling and then <laughs> uh-uh. Bluey backs down and Bingo just has splendid, like <laughs> splendid. Uh, she is, yeah, living her best art of war life, I think. <laughs> yeah, my favourite is still good thing we left all our stuff on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> so, of course. Yeah. Uh, my kids will be taking that to the bank. <laughs> Uh, anything from Mailbag, Mary? <clears throat> oh, I think there might be. Um, I would love to say hi to um, lovely Brett, Robin and Rowan in St. Louis, Missouri, um, who said g'day on Facebook um, and, yeah, how much they're loving the Australian perspective. They found us in the Bluey Facebook group, which I think most of our listeners probably know about by now, but if you're not a um, member of the Bluey Fan Club, get amongst it. Um, I've joined a new one too, Mary, Bluey Fans, but it seems like it's very um, US-based. Okay. And it's really interesting because, yeah. Lots of confusion over pot plants. (laughs) Yeah, well, just lots of confusion over Australian stuff in general. So I'm hoping that a few people from that are listening to us now to try and understand a bit more about Australian culture and life. But- <laughs> or just get more confused even. Um, <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah, Brett says um, he's converted all his rugby teammates uh, who are dads into being Bluey fans. Um, he was very excited that we had Melanie Zanetti on the show and thought we might have been a bit starstruck, which oh, obviously, definitely, like, definitely. of course, Um and that Bluey has even inspired them to rescue a Blue Healer mixed puppy last month who <gasps> they've named Fitz. Um, they even sent us a photo side by side with uh, Mackenzie because he's a gorgeous little black and white guy. Oh, my um, God. So, yes, we might have to share a photo of Fitz. And they're joking that this would be the resulting offspring from a Bluey Mackenzie marriage, <laughs> which, yeah, okay, they're obviously, um, yeah, got aspirations close to my heart. So, uh, yeah, lovely to hear from you guys, Brett, Robin and Rowan. And, 
yeah, let's let's all go get puppies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, aren't you? You're one yes, of we still don't have a name. Soon. Although, actually, Fitzroy was a name we considered. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, that's been put aside. Actually, at the moment, <clears throat> we'll have the puppy by this time, by the time this airs, and hopefully we've settled on a better name. But Age is very keen on Magnum. Oh, like, um, like <laughs> Which, Blue Steel Magnum? Uh, or? I don't know. Like, I'm... He, the dog we're getting is brown with like a white kind of patch underneath and a bit of white on his foot. Um, so age is like like a like a magnum, like chocolate and white and um. And then there's Magnum Pi as well. And then there is so yeah, Magnum Pi to me is just so mustache. I'm kind of feeling like <laughs> if you're going to call a dog Magnum. And, you know, there's a gun magnum, like, you might as well call it patriarchy. Like, it's just very (laughs) in-your-face male and it is a boy dog, but I don't know, perhaps I'm just feeling very surrounded by male at the moment. So, yeah, I am... I am fighting against Magnum, but yeah, I'll let I'm you know where this. Can, yeah, can no, you imagine cool, okay. like standing in a park and going, Magnum, Magnum? Like, yes. you know, like everyone's just going to yeah. think you want ice cream. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I usually do. Well, that's they true. bring me ice cream. That could be the one redeeming feature of his name. <laughs> well, look, if you have <laughs> suggestions on what Mary should call her adorable new puppy, feel free to get in touch with us <laughs> on the socials. You can find us on Facebook. You can look up at Bluey Pod or got to be done the bluey podcast on instagram we are at bluey pod on twitter we are at bluey podcast and on email we are blueypod at gmail.com you can also find us at www.blueypod.com and please remember to rate review and subscribe it's a great free way so that other bluey fans can find us too that would all be amazing kate you're amazing um we will be back next week with more bluey love but in the meantime it's gotta be done it's gotta be done <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> oh, no!